Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, I have an incredible, incredible guest. We have actually a bunch of celebrities here with us today. So I'm going to shock you and surprise you with a little theme song. Here we go. Uh, hey there, it's time for Jerry Petito. And an award-winning radio show From Long Island City in New York Man, all the things she sees She came down here to Robbinsville When she was just 13 Now she, she's just an ass She ain't no addict I know, cause I just read her book. Log in and check out Jerry Petito, the Beverly Nation radio show. Now, did you know that Jerry's show is simulcast? Oh, that's right. You know what that means now, don't you? That means that you can't say nothing without somebody hearing. Oh, but the really good part about that is that everybody gets the benefit from what Jerry brings to the mic. And it looks like tonight, she brought French fries. Dig in, boys. In all, she hopes and prays she makes a difference and saves someone who's stuck on that road. So reach out, tell all your friends about Jerry Petito. So who do we have in the house with us? Say hello. Hey, Jerry. Guess it is, it's your godfather. Hi, godfather. Daughter. How are you? Are you kidding me? I am beautiful. I'm down here, beautiful Florida. I'm looking out of there. I got a brand new car out front. And I, I first of all, that's a beautiful song I just heard. That Thank song, you. You know, well, you do know. I don't know if the people listening know that you are my niece. And one of my gifts to you was that song. I called up, uh, what's his name, uh, Mr. Dean Martin, and he took care of it for me. So, anyway, let's get back to Florida. Now, how you doing, sweetie? I'm doing really good. I love that song. And now we're on Remember Then Radio, so you'll have to do one for here as well. Um, uh, I love I you. I love you, Uncle. Um, well, so I, I love you, too. So, um, is there anything you want to tell everybody listening real quick? Well, yeah. First of all, I know we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, but uh, I got some sad news. Okay. And is it okay if I share it and then I get off? Yes, yes. I'm very sorry to hear um, about my good friend Mario. Mario, if you're listening, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother, Luigi, passing away. Tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. 
so sorry. But you know, he was a good boy, but then he wasn't. So, yeah, now I feel better. Okay, well, thanks, Unc. So, everybody, the Don, my uncle, thank you so much. So You're welcome. Um, I have a question. Is my friend John Monforto with you? Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Hey, John, it's Jerry Petito. How are you? Oh, my gosh, Jerry. How are you? I got it, Godfather. You know, I, I got to tell you, the Godfather, Don Vito Provolone, he is he's spending time with me right here in Florida. It's well, a beautiful thing. He messaged me and said, I have a surprise for you. I'm going to be with John Monforto. The, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Rocky impersonator. And I said, you got to be kidding. You got to call me because we got to have him on my show. So he did this. Oh. Wow, so I got of course, you know what, he does everything for me, I can't, I can't thank him enough, he's a, he's a beautiful man, wonderful man, as long as you stay on his good side, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, alright? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. So, Great. Um, I want to introduce you, I want to formally introduce you to everyone listening. So okay. guys, we have John Monforto here with us, he is one of the greatest I'm not kidding you, impersonators I've ever heard. Oh, my gosh. But it's the truth. You're so sweet, Jerry. I appreciate that. But it's the truth. Um, He is the man of many voices, and I also nicknamed him the man of many faces. (laughs) My wife doesn't like that. Well, yes, she does at times, but... (laughs) (laughs) And we love Debbie. Debbie's in the chat room. We love her. Let me let me give a shout out to Debbie, and there's a big reason why. Because I've been to a lot of your shows, and I am blown away and amazed at what she does behind the scenes. And, oh, me too. And you know, you go behind a curtain with just your face, and you come out a different character in ten seconds. And this is all because of Debbie's help. Oh my! You know what? It's first of all the impact of something like that. It's tremendous on the viewing audience, no doubt. But to get to that point, Jerry, you know, where you can just capsulize what you said in a sentence, to get to that point, Debbie and I spend hours and hours of time in our home, the place is a shambles, and yet we're rehearsing for shows so that we get the timing down. And uh, I, you're absolutely right. I couldn't get close to doing it without her there. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yep. Like, I've been to a lot of impersonation shows and and all that kind of stuff. I've been to a lot of it. and But they're one character, and then they go backstage, and they change, and they come back. Mm-hmm. What you do is really crazy and unbelievable to me, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> well, you know, it's as an entertainer, my father told me as a young child, he said, look, John, if you're you know, I was a singer. He said, if you're going to get into the industry, he said, you've got to not just be able to sing. You've got to be able to do something different. And I kept that in my mind my entire life. And there's a lot of entertainers that are really good that get out there and they do, you know, they do characters or they do impersonations. But I said, i got to take this a step further. And Debbie and I created the whole picture. And uh, so far, so good. As long as I stay healthy. Because those changes can be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you ain't kidding, okay? You know, 
Listen, we've got Kenny Kojak in the chat room. Kenny Kojak is one of RTR's incredible DJs, a very good friend of mine who I actually got to finally meet and hug a couple weeks ago. But he's making some really weird faces at you. So I, I, I think he's asking for this. Let's give him something here. Hey, this is Kenny Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host. So, Gaia, what do you think of Kenny Kojak? I just give a sh- gave him a shout out. Well, um, I I think it's um, if, it, if that's his routine, uh, <laughs> he should get a lot of work. <laughs> he should get a lot of work, right? So, so oh goodness. So the Don told me that he's got a lot of friends that are stopping in, and he just messaged me that someone just stopped in. So. I'm going to give everyone a treat right now. Here we go. Okay. All right. It's now or never. Come hold me tight. Kiss me, my darling. Be my Now or never, my love won't wait. 
Elvis is in the house. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing really good. Listen, it's getting hot in here. Carol's house is getting hot too, baby. Oh, man, it's hot here because I'm in Florida, but uh, I guess that's a normal thing. I, I, you know, that brings back memories of that song, all the way back to 1960 when I recorded it. Whew, man, oh, man. I wish I was alive today to come out and do it again. You know, we love you. Oh, thank you, Tony. Thank you very much. I love you, too. Now, when's the first time you heard that song, Jerry? You remember? Okay, all I remember is I was a little, little kid because... I just knew I used to tell my mommy Elvis, Elvis, Elvis all the time. I used to drive her crazy. I wasn't even in school yet. Yeah, yeah. I heard that when I was I was in the army in Germany. When I heard that song, it was around the late fifties. I heard it, and uh, that's actually from from a uh, an opera. That's the old Solomio song. You know, eighteen ninety eight. That old Solomio came out. Oh yes. Yeah, it was more operatic, and so a guy by the name of Aaron Schroeder and Wally Gold, they, they kind of changed the lyrics, and uh, I published it on uh, on my music company, and I tell you what, I almost I almost stayed, got a number one out of it, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> Listen, you are my favorite. Um, actually, I have a few favorites, and I and the and the Don told me they're all going to be visiting me today. But you are my number one, my absolute number one, Elvis. Oh, man, you know what? You're just saying all the right things today, Donald. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just don't let Priscilla hear you say that, okay? Oh, give her a hug from me because it's okay. I love her, too. All right. Thank you very much, Donald. I appreciate it. <sighs> love you, Elvis. So I love you, too. <clears throat> so now... All right, Elvis. I'll talk to you later, man. He's got to go. He's... Oh, okay. Gotta... Bye, Elvis. You got a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Please, <laughs> he's, he's just taking off a little bit. <laughs> <sighs> so, John, Elvis is awesome. Well, Elvis is fun. You know, I mean, it's something that uh, I mean, there's a really there's a long story that goes along with me doing Elvis, but I'm really uh, I'm a lucky guy, Jerry. I'm a very lucky guy that that I can take that iconic character and um, and do it on a professional basis and have fun doing it and i love it you know um again a couple people mikey z just came into the chat room i want to say hello to everybody there right now um first and foremost i want to give a shout out of course to remember then radio okay stevie and barb stevie and angel thank you so much for this incredible platform um, they know how I feel about them, and without this platform, we wouldn't be doing this right now. They keep all the music alive. It's incredible. Um, and, of course, Kenny Kojak, again, thank you for being here. Monday nights, 8 p.m., but I think he's going to be switching to Tuesdays just for a few weeks in the summer, um, 8 p.m. I think so. So if I'm wrong, Kenny, write that in chat. Um, Babalu. Babalu, you're always front and center seat, baby. Thank you so much for being there for me. Hello to Diane, Carol, Karen, Deb. We love you. And Mikey Z, he just came in. I'm going to be interviewing him as well. He's a really cool entertainer. Um, I want you to tell everyone again who you are, John, for Mikey Z to hear this. Uh, well, uh, John Monforto, I am a Philly-based entertainer. I've been entertaining for my gosh about 25 30 years now full-time 
and uh, I'm an impersonator, singer, and I do multiple celebrities in addition to um, like hosting events and things of that nature. But uh, I, I always say that I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world because I get to do what I love to do for a living. And not a lot of people can say that. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. T- tell him, tell him about your Rocky title from Philly. Oh well, you know what? That's uh, I was labeled the official Rocky impersonator for the city of Philadelphia and Philadelphia. And just recently, uh, just prior to the events that have happened in the world, I was labeled the mascot for the city of Philadelphia with regard to tourism uh, and what they do with Rocky. When people want to come into the city, they'll send, you know, a group of, of their company representatives to scout out the city. And when they get there, I give them a tour. I uh, meet them at the art museum steps. We toast with champagne. I make some jokes. I run them up and down the steps. And I do the same thing in other cities across America. They fly me out to promote tourism in the city of Philadelphia. Now, they haven't been doing a lot lately, but uh, it seems it'll be coming back again. Anyway, that's probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in my life because the ability to do Rocky, it just kind of happens, you know what I mean? It's not like I got to practice or nothing, you know? (laughs) Rocky is in the house. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me, Rocky? You are my second you know favorite. You are next to You are my number one favorite. Okay, what? You know when you go to the hockey game on the ice, okay. and they bring out the big machine at halftime to make the ice nice and smooth? Well, I know the guy that runs that machine, and every once in a while, you know, if I take Adrian out on a date, he lets Adrian ride on the Zamboni. <laughs> so you can do that if you want. I want! Rocky, I want! Yeah, and you know what, maybe you can help me out too because, you know, ever since I got a little bit older now, you know, I, I can't fight too much no more, so I started driving for Goober, you know, and maybe <laughs> you can, maybe I'll pick you up, maybe I'll pick you up and uh, in the Goober car and we'll ride around a little bit, huh? I would love that. Like, when is that going to happen so that everyone out there could hear this so I'm holding you to it? When are you picking when, me up in the Goober car? You tell me whatever you want. The only thing is, you know, I'll let you ride up front because because I've been hitting the head so many times, <laughs> I have trouble understanding the street signs, you know? Okay. You know, for instance, you know, there's one that says, uh, no 
Reaching on right shoulder. Now, who's going to do that? Who's going to park on the right shoulder? You kidding me? That could kill you if you do that. Why would somebody do that? Or there's one that says, watch for stopped vehicles. I pull over. I waited for a long time. <laughs> Nobody brought me a watch or nothing. And I could use a new watch. Okay. I... You know, then I'm driving, I, I'm driving somebody. I'm going up uh, to the mountains there, and there's a sign that says, Careful of falling, Rock. How did they know I was going to be there? You tell me. How did they know that? And who's this guy, Nick? Who's Nick? Because every time I see a sign, it says, See Nick drive. Who's Nick? I don't care if he drives or not. Jeez, and Craig. Anyway, I need help with that kind of stuff. Can you help me with that? I would absolutely sit in front and help you with that. Okay, great. That's beautiful, you know? <laughs> so, Rock, I want to say something to everyone out there. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, my brother... He calls himself the Don. His name is Anthony, of course, the Italian Tony in my family, one of many. And oh, yeah. he loves you and got to meet you when we had that event. And oh, wait a minute. The one in the, in the, with the, uh, the store with the ice cream? Yep. And here's what happened. He said to me, get him over here. I need a photo. And he said he is the greatest Rocky ever. Hey, yo, he's making me feel funny inside. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> see that. And his name's Andy? Yeah, Andy. Do you remember? We got that. a photo with you and him. That's right, yeah. I may even have a copy of that photo somewhere. <laughs> you That's beautiful. Yo, is he listening? Hey, yo, Andy, you there? <laughs> He'll be listening. He lives near me. Well, you know what? When I get the Goomba car, bring Andy, too. Okay, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll have fun. And you know what I'll do, too? Because I know when you're out with a group of people, you know, you might get hungry or something. I'll bring raw eggs for everybody, all right? Okay. Yep, I you might know, I might not eat it, but okay. I guess not, Jerry, you know. Little extra protein never hurt nobody. <laughs> so, let's talk about this, John Monforto. You are oh, truly wait, the let, greatest. Let me get rid of it. Let me get rid of it. Hold, hold on. Let me not see Tell him not to go too far, though. Rocky better hang out a little. Don't go far, Rocky. Do some one on push-ups over there, right? <laughs> All right, he's good. Thanks. Let's talk about this. Yeah. You know... Rocky, Elvis, number one, Rocky, number two to me, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. And, you know, how do you do it? How do you do Rocky just like Rocky? How? You are the best. No, you got, that's that's a gift from the big man upstairs. That's, you know, a lot of people have the ability to replicate a sound that they can hear. This happened in a split second. I was, uh, I was a starving actor living in Manhattan. The Rocky movie came out, and I was an extra. I was called to be an extra in the movie. And the casting director, who was Joy Todd at the time, she um, 
she said, you know, you look a lot like him. How tall are you? And I told her my height. She says, oh, you're too tall. So I hang up the phone. An hour later, I got a call and said, listen, can you, you look so much like him. Can you do him? And I went, uh, sure. <gasps> it came out just like that. Really? <laughs> and I had never tried to do it before. And that's what I mean. It was just, it was in me already. I mean, my gosh. So I'm, that's, once again, there's that lucky word, Jerry. So. It's amazing. And you, yeah, I can practice maybe his mannerisms and I can memorize quotes from the movie, you know, and I take a lot of, you know, Stallone is famous for a lot of the quotes that he had in his films. Yeah. And if you go online, you can actually put it into search engine and you'll get all these quotes. Well, when I do stand up comedy or when I do uh, any corporate kind of team building exercise or incentive speaking for these corporations, I take those phrases and I put them all together. So combine these really hard hitting uh, motivational phrases with, you know, a guy talking to you like this. <laughs> and they kind of, they have, they laugh, but it hits home at the same time. You know what I mean? It's amazing. So it's, it is amazing. And it's something that just happened. I didn't even, I didn't even formulate uh, anything at all. It just happened. So. Well, you are absolutely the best Rocky impersonator ever. You know, I got to interview his brother. Um, Frankie. Frankie Stallone, yeah. Frank, that is. That's his documentary, everybody. It was incredible, a few weeks ago. Um, and and you called in, and he remembered you. <laughs> yep. And I got to interview Chuck Wepner, the Bayonne Bleeder, that, oh my that Rock, yeah, I remember that. That was a month ago, and, and Rocky's movies were really based on him. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, yeah, it's been an incredible ride with all this Rocky stuff. And now here I have you, the best Rocky yeah. impersonator of all time, baby. You are the best Rocky radio interviewer ever, too. <laughs> That's cool, baby. That's cool. So, all right. So, John, I hear uh, we have another uh, incredible celebrity waiting to come on. So how about if I bring him on now, okay? All right, go for it. All right, here we go. Hear the train a coming, coming round the bend. I've seen the sunshine, I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling on down the San Antonio. When I was a baby, Mama told me, son, always be a good boy, never play with guns, but I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. Guitar. I bet there's rich folks eating some fancy dining car, probably drinking coffee, smoking big cigars, 
tortures me How you doing, baby? Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Well, you know, this isn't Johnny Cash. This is John Monforto. But I have to say something about the whole Johnny Cash thing. You yes. Know, I, do, I do a lot of different characters. Some of them, I nail everything. I nail the look. I nail the, the costume. I nail the voice, the singing, the whole bit. With Johnny Cash, he's so close to my normal voice. And you know he's got a bit of a twang when he talks. <laughs> that I don't really... I, I can give you the look and I can sound like I'm singing, but I'm not sure I got his speaking voice down too well. <laughs> because when I when I do Johnny Cash, I just, I just sing. Because you, you ever watch Johnny Cash in concert? Yes. I mean, he doesn't do much. He plays guitar and he sings, he sings the songs that everybody wants to hear. And there's not a lot of talking going on. Right. So if I just say, hello, I'm Johnny Cash, and then I sing two or three songs, it usually works for me. Well, you know what? That's really cool. I never really even thought about that when I've seen you, because you're right. I mean, I never thought about it. Yeah, I mean, with Elvis, I can talk like Elvis, I can look like him, I can sing like him. I have, uh, you know, I can do his mannerisms. And the same thing with other characters like Sinatra. Right. You know, no one can replicate Sinatra. I can give you the essence of Sinatra. I can, I can act like him. I can't really be a dead ringer for his singing voice. But when I'm in a crowd of people and I'm maybe doing a Rat Pack show and I'm talking to the audience, you'll think... You're talking about. Oh, absolutely, because I was there. So you're yeah. right. Are you kidding me? You're right. But you just yeah, so made up. Radio, you're not going to hear me talk like, you know, Frank Sinatra. Oh, it's just like, no, it's not going to be that way. But you understand, which yes. I'd like the audience to understand as well. Yes. You, you know, your visual, the, the audience's visual has to go along with the what they're hearing and um, all that kind of stuff. And it morphs into what you believe to be that particular character. And you are 1,000% right. And But you're, the way you sing Johnny Cash is spot on. Spot on. Well, I, I, you know, he had kind of like a, a, a quiver to his voice at times. And um, I get that a lot, and they love it. I, I, I uh, thank you for that. Thank you. That took, Johnny Cash took a little bit of time, but still, he was uh, a, a 
I don't want to say easy, but it was on the on the side where I didn't have to do a lot of work. You know what I mean? Amazing. Just to, yeah, just a lot of listening to the music. That's all, and trying to feel like you know, if I played guitar, it'd be even better. But. Wow. <laughs> well, you made you made sense of that absolutely, and I I saw you in person, so you are one hundred percent right and spot on when you when oh, you thanks. do Johnny Cash. So thank you. So all right, so. Um, I'm going to say goodbye to Johnny Cash for now because I love Thank you. you. I love Thank you, Johnny. You, I'm loving you, too. And uh, I'm going to surprise you guys. We have another celebrity in the house. Here we go. Over and over I keep going over That unbelievable world we knew When we two were in love And every bright neon sign Turned into stars And the sun and the moon Seemed to be ours Each road that Turned into gold But the dream was too much For you to hold Now over and over I keep going Over the world we knew Days when you used to love Tell me. Ava Gardner. 
Wow. He was bonkers over Ava Gardner. And when she left him, it set the world for some of the best music he ever recorded. And that was one of them. So I love his music. I love singing his music. And uh, even though I don't, you know, sound tremendously like Sinatra, um, I think people associate, I mean, if you have a good enough voice, they associate the music, the sound with, I mean, probably, I think is the best, the best crooner ever. So, okay. Yeah. So I have a question. Can you say hi to Kojak a little like Sinatra? Like Sinatra? Hey, who is this? Hey, who's this Kojak clown you're talking about? Where is he? <laughs> so hey, Kojak. You got any hair? Let me see. So, the reason I wanted you to give him a shout out is because you just made his day with all those facts about that song. That's oh, really? Kojak's thing, okay? Whenever oh, really? he co-hosts with me, I giggle and laugh and say, Oh my gosh, I love this song. You're an incredible entertainer, blah, blah, blah. And he... Real calm says, "Okay, now that song lasted on the charts in this year." And blah blah. Yep. <laughs> Kojak loved it. <laughs> I'd love the clown picture he just posted. Too. Okay, I am so. Hey, I'm afraid of clowns. Get rid of that guy. There you go. Anyway, the composer of that song. Let me throw this in there just for Kojak. All right, he probably knows a German composer by the name of Bert Kempfer oh. composed that tune. Oh yeah. Well, you just really made his day. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. He's so, making my day, too, by sending these beautiful pictures of every character we're doing. So Nice. I am going to play one of my all-time favorite songs because um, I don't think Elvis went too far. So we're going to bring him back, guys. Here we go.
I'm so glad I hung around, Jerry, because that song right there, that takes me back all the way to 1976. That went up to number six for me. And, uh, you know, I'm not the only performer that did that song. There are like 25 other artists. You know, people like, first of all, that was written in 1954. And it was first performed by Roy Hamilton. And you've had people like, I don't know, uh, Carly Simon. Little Anthony and the Imperials, Bobby Vinton. But the only person to take that song to number one in the year 1985 was Juice Newton. You know Juice Newton? Yes. Unbelievable, man. She is, I'll tell you what, she is a doll and she's got a voice. She sings like a bird. Also, there's an Italian guy who did it in, 19, in 1967. His name was Fausto Leali. It's called and But that that is a beautiful beautiful song and i was so privileged and pleasured to to be able to perform that song and i, I you know what after i learned it i did it in every single concert i did oh. awesome thank you for playing that baby doll i appreciate that well everyone that you mentioned did an incredible job incredible but i i don't care you know i'm still gonna say you're my favorite <laughs> one i don't well, care well, you know what? That's, that's quite all right. Don't worry about it. I know you. I know you mean everything you say. What? Excuse me. One, somebody came in here. Excuse me. Can I help you? Hey, yo, I want to talk on the radio. Can I talk on the radio? Well, I'm let me just. Hey, how you guys doing, eh? This here is Joey Provolone. I'll be right. Elvis, don't go nowhere. It's all right. Elvis is upset because he said I was supposed to introduce me. But I can introduce myself. Are you guys okay with that? Yes. All right. First of all, I am Joey Provolone. Uh, you talked earlier to Don Provolone. I'm his number one nephew. And you should know that, Jerry, because that means you and I are related. Cousins. Right? That's right. So uh, anyway, I want to share some information with you guys so that you uh, you know what's going on. First of all, I am running for mayor of Philadelphia. And you know what my platform is going to be? Okay. My platform is going to be food. All right? You feed people, and they remember you, and they take care of you. And here's my deal. All right? It'll be Spaghetti Sunday, number one. All right? Set up a long table, bring in any trucks all over the city. They're going to pay for it all. And anybody that wants to come out and have spaghetti on Sunday. Meatball Monday. All right? <laughs> Meatball Monday. Hey, I ain't got to say nothing else about that. Tortellini Tuesday. <laughs> hey, who don't like a good tortellini on Tuesday? <laughs> now, here's a question here, Jerry, that's going to probably freak you out a little bit. Do you realize that there is no Italian food that begins with the letter W for Wednesday? Never thought about it. So you know what I'm doing? What? White Pizza Wednesday. That's what I'm doing. All right. All right? I'll have regular pizza, but I'm only calling a white pizza so you get the W in there. And now, I know you're Italian because I'm Italian. Yep. So I'm going to tell you what we're going to have on Thursday. And you think your audience is going to notice? Totano Thursday. You know Totano? <laughs> tell my audience. I'm peeing my pants over here. Totano Thursday, everybody, is squid. <laughs> Only the true Italians can come. You know, you probably know it as calamari. Yeah, uh huh. Medigan said it's really calamari. But <sighs> Totano Thursday. 
Bring it on. It's all free. And Fridays, <laughs> you heard of Pinocchio? This is Finocchio Friday. All right? You know Finocchio is? Yep. Finocchio. It's fennel. It's yep. like a celery, a sweet celery. Love it. It goes with everything. Wine, cheese, make a nice antepasto with it. Eh, it's a beautiful thing. And last but not least, simply because it's date night, Sambuca Saturday. All right. And guess what? I am going to be guaranteed re-election. When you feed people, they remember you. Eh? You know, that's a great idea, cuz. story. Listen, I want to I, I want to be your promoter, cuz. Hey, you can do whatever you want. All right, cuz I'm a chef, man. Let's do it. All right, and you know what? When you do it, I want pictures of everything. Okay. Show the people the kind of stuff that they're going to be eating. <laughs> you got it. All right. Beautiful. Listen, I'm going to go a little bit. I got to introduce uh I got to introduce this next guy. He's waiting over in the wings. Oh, he's so old, too. My own. He's sitting in the corner. He's painting something. He's painting on the wall. I don't paint on the wall. What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I got to go watch the wall. Here he is. His uh, real name is what? Antonio Benedetto. You know him as Tony Bennett. <laughs> One day we walked along the sand One day in early spring You held a piper in your hand To mend its broken wing Now I remember many a day And many a golden mile the echo of a piper's song The shadow of a smile The shadow of your smile When you Color on my dreams and light the dawn. Look into my eyes, my love, and see. Everything you are to me A wistful little star Was far too high To drop, kissed your
Tony Bennett, everyone. Tell us about this beautiful song. That's the Shadow of Your Smile. That's a love theme from The Sandpiper in 1965. That was a movie with Burton and Taylor. I don't know if you remember that movie. Anyway, it uh, won a Grammy and an Academy Award for the best song in the movie. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's been... I, Tony Bennett is another one of those people that... Uh, I can sing his music, I can sing his arrangements, I give you his mannerisms when I'm singing, because a lot of times he, when he's singing, he folds his arms, or he points to the audience, and he's got this smile on his face, And but when you talk like Tony Bennett, I don't really, you know, you know, I, I could talk, but you're not going to say, oh, that's Tony Bennett, you're not going to know, but Tony Bennett, to me, is right up there with Frank, here's a guy who has 19 Grammys, two Emmys, 50 million records sold and he started way back in 1951 you remember his first hit song no I was born in 61 because of you okay there's a song in my heart because of you you know that tune don't you of course oh beautiful song I know you know it's funny I know all the oldies all of them but I don't know dates and stuff Went that far back. Kojak's the, the man for that, baby. That's all right. I forgot a lot of the dates I was with, too. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, who, wait, you got somebody else coming. You got, oh, wait a minute. You know what? You might as well just play the music for this guy. All right, we're just going to play the music for this guy. Tony Bennett, yep. thank you, baby. Here we go. You're welcome, doll. There you go, baby. How are you today? Oh, John Wayne, baby. I am good. How are you? I'm good. Listen, just call me Duke, all right? I came all the way down here to Florida and spent some time with my friend here, John Monforto. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move down here. I'm going to move to a place called Boynton Beach. I'm going to be the sheriff of these here parts. And I know just how to get people to vote for me, too. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to tell them jokes. Don't you think that always works? Yes. Let me explain why I say that. Because, you know, toward the end of my career, my granddaughter would come up to me and she'd say, Hey, Pop-Pop. Well, she didn't sound like that. She'd say, hey, Pop-Pop, you know, you're not doing much. Why don't you go out and stage and instead of four months, just tell them some jokes and maybe they'll laugh. So that's what I did. Want to hear one? Yes. 
Okay. Did you hear the one about the two peanuts walking down the street? No. One was assaulted. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I figured oh the jokes didn't work for me, so I could maybe try to get in some of these newer movies like Star Wars. But they didn't like my ideas. I, I said, look, you can change Luke Skywalker to Duke Skywalker. And I'd say things like, Hey, Luke, I'm your father. What do you think, Jerry? I think you're hysterical. Well, I don't know. It's hard when you're telling jokes on the radio and you can't hear the reaction of people. Well, that's all right. You know, it's a crazy world we're living in. They got these telephones that you can keep in your pocket and chapstick for your lips. The only chaps I wear are ones on my legs, and if they ever got stuck, I'd fall flat on my face, that's for sure. All right, I guess I'm going to mosey on out of here. All right, but wait, real quick. Wait, before you go, John, before you go, I just want to tell you that I've seen all your movies. I grew up watching you. I think you're incredible. Thank you for honoring us today with a couple couple minutes here. Well, that's okay. And since you've seen all my movies, let me ask you, which one was your favorite? Well, I can't even tell you my favorite one, okay? Because my brother, whenever your movies were on, my brother, well, Chisholm was an awesome one, Carol. My brother would hog the TV and sometimes get in front of me and we used to fight over your movies. Well, fighting can be a... (laughs) Well, I appreciate your dedication to my silver screen career, darling. Uh, Love you. Thank you. I love you, too. John Wayne, right here, everyone, on the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. So, wait a minute. Oh, hello? Hello? Who is this? This is Jerry. Well, hi, Jerry. This is Jerry. Hi. Mine's with a G, though. Mine's with a J. Jerry Lewis. Wow. Actually, uh, actually... Uh, today, I'm instead of Jerry Lewis, I'm the nutty professor. I've I've got a I've got some of these honey flavored peanuts in front of me, and uh, I just want to say hello because I noticed there were people going in and out of this this facility, and a lot of famous people. Yes. So so can I just say hi to everybody out there? S- say hi to everybody. Hi everybody out there. You know they probably recognize me because. Uh, I used to be a security guard at Disney World. If we have any people from Florida, I but I got fired. Why? Yeah, I got. Well, I I, I got caught slipping a little girl a Mickey. Get it? A Mickey? <laughs> I just thought that was anyway. <laughs> it didn't work for the. And I heard John Wayne talking about chapstick. You know, I love chapstick, but people don't ever. You can't share chapstick, and it's. Loving and sharing as a person as I am, people will never accept chapstick from you. You do know that, right? Yes. I tried. I mean, I said, look, hey, lady, lady, come here. Listen, I'll put it on my upper lip, 
you put it on your lower lip, and Nary the twain shall meet. But she still didn't want it, so I had to find a new career, and now I uh, I found it. Although the stores, I used to be a model for Kmart. Okay. But they closed in in the United States, but they're still open over in uh, in Australia. Yeah, you know what they call Kmart in Australia? What? Kmart. You know, I've been to Australia hundreds of times because I have, like, so many close friends there, and I actually yeah. went to one of their Kmarts. Did you? Yes, and did it was see, Did cool. you see my picture up on the wall? Um, yes, I actually did. Very I'm cool. I'm the top model, you know. I am the top male underwear model in Australia Kmart. Well, I have a, a picture of you in your underwear at Kmart, and I was, you know, I might share it. I was going to, you know, not really Please, put it out okay. there. Okay. That's okay. The more underwear I sell, the better. <laughs> and, uh, but I, before I go, I want to ask you, do you know what they call underwear in Australia? All right. You're going to tell me, and then I'm going to tell you a funny story. Go ahead. What do they call underwear? In Australia, they call underwear crocodile undies. Uh, very funny. I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay. Okay. What do they call... What does your bum mean in Australia? Uh, it's what you sit on. Okay. So now I'm going to tell everybody a really quick funny story. So I'm okay. on Skype years ago playing poker with my Australian idiot friends who I adore. And the doorbell rings and it was the UPS guy. We're in a poker game. So I run to get the door. I come back and I slip. They hear a little stirring. I get to the screen. They go, what happened, mate? I said, I slipped on my bum. And my friend says, how could you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? I slipped on my bum. And my other friend who owns a computer company, he's smarter than him and knew exactly what I meant and starts cracking up laughing. And I said, why are you laughing? And he's like, ask Johnny what bum means. My friend Limpy, okay? Bum in Australia means vagina. It does. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. So he's thinking, how did she fall on that? Isn't that funny? Oh, my gosh. That's okay. scary, yes. That's Why funny. they change a word like that? Okay, they've changed a lot of words, okay? So I just had to throw that out there for everybody, because that was pretty funny you said that. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll see everybody later. Um, I will not be using the word bum anytime soon. <laughs> Thank bye, you Jerry. so much, Nutty Professor. Who, You're welcome. Bye. Did another friend of yours come by, though? Oh. Whoa, man. Who's this? Hi, it's Jerry, Bob. Hey, Jerry, man. How you doing? <laughs> Bob the Hippie is in my show. Well, you know the really cool thing about, you know, having a name, Bob? Like, if you're dyslexic... I'm still Bob, man. It's a beautiful thing. You know? Peace, love, Woodstock. Man, I love Florida. This place is, place is awesome. And there's like lizards and, <laughs> on the window. And all kinds of birds with big long noses and stuff. Oh, man. So, listen. What's going on? Well, you are on the Jerry Petito show on Remember Then Radio, and hippies are our faves. You know, I always said, Bob, I was born too late. I was born in 61, so I didn't get to really be the 60s hippie, but you know what kind of hippie I would be? 
I would be in a black leather jacket with a ponytail with a poodle skirt because I definitely represent the 50s and the 60s more than the uh, 70s. Yeah, you'd be like the pink lady. Yes. Man. Yeah, well, you know what? This is great. This is like living on a farm down here, you know, with all these things. It's green everywhere, and there's, there's, there's animals, and it's like being on Yasker's farm, man, at Woodstock. The toughest part of living down here is kind of getting up off the sofa to go get the mail. <laughs> Have a surprise nice for everybody. Bye, Bob.
as Phantom of the Opera. But the lights have now changed to a blue hue, and you're giving an actual dramatic performance to one of the, probably the, the coolest shows ever did Broadway. And the people say, they're not expecting that kind of thing. Right. I think that's what's giving my show legs. Yes. The fact that I'm always hitting them with things that they're not expecting. And just for the people listening out there, I do just about every one of these characters every time I do my one-man show. Now, I have a lot of one-man shows, but this particular show I call Voices because voice, Voices means versions of impersonations, characters, entertainers, and singers. And when you see the Voices show, you will see all these characters or hear the voices. Sometimes I can't get back and make a change or something like that. So I incorporate a series of voices right there in the mic. You're right. Yeah. And and I've seen it, guys. So he's telling the truth firsthand. I've experienced it. You know what? I want to give a shout out to someone that was very close to you and me and Debbie. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to you and Debbie because I got to meet Kenny Jeremiah years back at one of your shows. You surprised me and put us at the same table. And I already had his interview, Kenny Jeremiah from the Soul Survivors, everyone. Um, I already had his interview set up, but we never met. We only talked. And you surprised me by putting us together. You surprised both of us. And we're staring at each other, smiling. And he says, and I said, um, I know you. And he says, and I know you. And we just hugged. And on a sad note, that was the first time I got to hug him was at your show. And you and I, the last time we all got to hug him was together at his show. And then he passed away soon after that from COVID. Oh my gosh! Remember, what, you know what? Just uh, rest what in a, peace. What a person! What a memory! What a talent! What a human being! He was—he never had a bad thing to say about anyone. Never. And he was such a uh, such a wonderful man. Um, I genuinely uh, treasured his friendship every moment I had with him, and I, and I missed the heck out of him. I really did. Me too. You know. It didn't matter when I called him, just like you, but it didn't matter when I called him. It could have been one in the morning and he would pick up the phone, my Jersey Jewel. And, <laughs> and you know, and the thing is, John, um, I think about, when I think about him, I think about you and Debbie because, again, that was my connection and we got to see him then and the last time together. So I'm wow. honored that it was you and Debbie that I was with that night. Well, thank you. And for my name to be spoken in the same sentence as Kenny Jeremiah, I, you know what? I am fine. What a yep. And yeah, you know, I think we might we might close the show out today. We have plenty of time, guys. We're not going anywhere yet with his song from the Soul Survivors. Okay, oh, we might yeah. do that. As, yeah, let's what honor. A great idea. Yeah, let's honor him today with that. Um, awesome. Okay. So, but for right now, I think I have a little surprise. Here we go, guys.
Don't now, that's all you need to know. So you're getting married, right? Then you're going to take your cruise. Well, how about this? Ah, never mind. I was just going over an ad that I did for the USS New Jersey. So it's nice to be on RTR. <laughs> know what that means, don't you? That means I've got downtime. Whenever I have downtime, I like to take a walk. Nothing better that makes me feel better than to be around the things that make me feel at home, like guns, cannons, and torpedoes. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I can go out and talk to the masses and talk to the troops built up their morale. Help them win a war around your troops. Nothing like the feeling you get when you have a battleship underneath you. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting carried away. I'm sitting in a regular chair right here. I'm sorry, I just went off a little bit. So it's nice to be here. This is General George S. Patton. General Patton, can you do me a favor? Yes, ma'am. Can you tell everyone out there they better share this show today? Alright, you heard her, troops. You better share this show today. You're hearing it direct from the commander of the 3rd U.S. Army. And that's that. Now, before I go, I want to say a few words. Do I have time? Yes. Alright. You know what most people think about me? They think that I come from a long line of military men in my family. And that couldn't be further from the truth. See, my father was a cobbler. That's right. He made shoes. But he made the best damn shoes in this man's army. Matter of fact, the shoes my father made were made so well that the army commissioned him to make shoes. Every soldier under my command. Well, that was one hell of a task. Too many of them for my father to handle. But he did get off about a thousand pair. So if you were lucky enough to serve under me, and even luckier enough to get a pair of my father's shoes, you can actually say that you got a pair of genuine patent leather shoes. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is all. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I gotta get out of here. I got my tank double parked out there on military trail. Before I leave, I want to introduce someone to you. Can I do that? Oh, yes, please. You happen to have theme music for this person? Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you a man Hi, Ed. It's a really, really, really big shooting. 
Boxing Mice, the Flying Yablonsky Brothers, the Dancing Bears, the Talking Chimps, aerial photos of Kate Smith, and right after this word from Tetley T, we'll be back with those four lads from Liverpool, the Beatles. They'll be here right after this word. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Did I, did I, I just missed, was that, was that Sullivan on there? Ed Sullivan was here. You missed him? I just, oh my gosh. I'm missing everybody. Okay, well. Uh, I just had to take Pat, and I had, Pat was having a problem. I had to take him outside, help him get up onto the tank, and uh, I got to be here if I'm going to, whatever. I just don't want to miss anything. Okay, but he was really cool. Was he? Was he nice? He didn't curse because, you know, he's known to curse. No, he knows not on the Jerry Petito show. You know, can I tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story about Pat. Yes. Uh, One of the best one of the best jobs I ever had in my life was portraying General Patton for a corporation. Now, they hired me. They flew me out. First of all, I'm from Philly. They flew me out of Philly all the way to California. They were they rented the USS Midway. They rented the whole ship oh, for their wow. event. So now they've got the, this is an aircraft carrier. They've got the deck completely with tables and chairs and caters and all that nine yards. They put me in a helicopter. They landed on the far end of the deck. I come out as Patton. They play the general Patton music. I get up and I give an 11-minute speech. Had to be 11 minutes long for whatever reason. I don't know. But I gave them an 11-minute speech, and I got down, took pictures, had dinner with them, Put me up in a beautiful hotel and flew me back the next day. And I got to tell you, that, Jerry, was by far one of the most fun jobs I've ever had to do. That is cool. Oh, the thought, just the memory of it. And unfortunately, I didn't have Debbie with me, because she would have loved that. And I would have got video from it, but nope. That was very cool. Ah, really cool. Anyway, where are we? What are we doing? Okay, so... um. Why don't, right now, tell everybody what's coming up with you first before we bring our next guest on. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of things coming up. Unfortunately, there are some things that you, like, I don't know where people are located. So, you know, June 6th, I'm going to be, since I'm in Florida, I got called to do a, uh, a fundraiser, to host a fundraiser as the Godfather, Rocky, and Sinatra. Uh, it's a fundraiser for a theater in Eustis, Florida, which is a little bit northeast of Orlando. It's called the Living Drama Theater. Yes. And uh, tickets are $20. They're also going to have uh, probably one of the best Elvis impersonators there. His name is Ted Torres. That's right. And uh, William Cintron. Uh, Bill does uh, tribute to the Bee Gees. He does tribute to Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. And he's a great guy. So... The three of us will be there on June 6th. So on July 8th, I'll be up in the Poconos. I have uh, a couple of days where I'm doing luncheons for, for these big bus tours that come in at a place called the Silver Birches Resort in Hawley, PA. And you can go to rjtours.com. I think tickets are like $92. But that includes the bus ride. It includes the lunch. It includes the show. And 
you know, when you look at it that way, it's not too bad. Uh, August 21st, I have tea with Elvis down at the Belgrove Plantation in King George, Virginia. Uh, oh, wait, Debbie's telling me that's sold out. Okay. That's sold out. Okay, good. Uh, but that is, uh, I'll be back there on September 11th, though, because at the same place, the Belgrove Plantation, they have their sixth annual Spirits Festival in King George, Virginia. And the Belgrove Plantation is the birthplace of uh, President Madison. So you get to stay, when I perform there, I get to stay in these presidential bedrooms, and it's really kind of cool. Anyway, this is, a, uh, this is a festival where they have, you know, the tent set up for the food, craft beers, the food trucks. They have a classic rock band. I mean, I'll be there doing, you know, Johnny Cash, Elvis, uh, Sinatra, Rocky, things like that. Bogart. Yeah, well, yep. you never know when he's going to show up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, on in February of 2022, I'll be doing a cruise out of Miami. It's called the Rocky and Friends Cruise, and it's on the Norwegian Caribbean lines. Mm. Uh, and that's through Boscov's Travel. If you're interested, you know, either go to my website or go 609-383-1880 and ask for Joey Bell, and you can get tickets to the cruise, and we're going to have a great time. Or just go to my website. Go to johnmonfordo.com. And look up, you know, where I'm performing and blah, blah, blah. There's usually a lot of information on there. Cool. Is that good? That's incredible, yes. I was ready for you this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we have another friend in your home. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. He's not coming out unless you play music. Here we go. Go. You are right. Humphrey Bogart is in the house, everyone. Hello, remember that radio. It's a pleasure to be here. Play it again, Sam. I'll always play it again for you, sweetheart. Here's one of the issues I'm having, though. My name, Bogart or Bogie, seems to carry a negative connotation, and I'm not too happy about that. Why? Like, think about it. Think about it. When you're playing golf, if you miss par, it's called a bogey. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. That's negative to me. In World War One, the Japanese planes, they were called bogeys. What's that all about? I can't take any, even that Harry Potter movies, you know? They had this troll down in the basement, and he had troll bogeys. What's that all about? Please. I can't take it. So now, what I want to do is try to, try to entertain the folks by saying something that you'd never expect me to say. Like, if you were to see me at Starbucks, do you go to Starbucks? Yep. I ordered something at Starbucks. Now, what I'm going to, what I'm about to say, sweetheart, is real. Okay. It may be a little bit long, but it's an actual order that I get every Tuesday morning. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. I walk up to the counter, 
And I say this. I want a quad long shot, grande, in a venti cup. Half-calf, double cup, no sleeve. Salted caramel mocha latte with two pumps of vanilla. <laughs> two pumps of classic, two pumps of hazelnut. And you can substitute two pumps of white chocolate mocha for mocha. And substitute two pumps of hazelnut for toffee nut, half old milk. I'd like a splash of almond milk, a splash of soy milk, a splash of 2% milk, and a splash of coconut milk. And add some mocha powder, half prevy with no whipped cream, extra hot, extra java chips, extra foam, extra caramel <laughs> drizzle, and extra salt. And add a scoop of vanilla bean powder with light ice, well stirred, plus a whole banana. And last but not least, add a dash of cinnamon. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> I would quit. Carol's right. That is, that's a real order. <laughs> well, well, I'll see you later, Mr. Bogart. Same to you. Bye, Mr. Bogart. Thank you, Humphrey. You're the first person to ever call me Humphrey. I love it. It's always fun to do bogey. You know, I first time I went up and I did Bogart on stage, I put on the long trench coat and I had the fedora bent over and I played the music. And I actually repeated word for word the speech that he gave to, uh, oh my gosh, who's the female co-star in uh, Casablanca? I can't remember her name, but I'm sure your listeners do. I gave the speech. Well, I'm saying, you can't get on that plane uh, with Victor, blah, blah, blah. And people didn't even know what I was doing. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. So I said, you know what? If I'm going to do bogey, I can't do the classic bogey. I have to make it something inane, something ridiculous. Yes. And it it worked. So now I do this. I do him ordering at Starbucks, and they crack up because they know what I'm talking about. Right. You're right about that. <laughs> I love it. That's hysterical. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Well, you know, I'm having a ball today. And look at the time. My God, This is so great. So, this is fabulous. Um, I asked Frankie to hang around. Is he still there? Uh, are you kidding me? He's almost drunk on the couch, but he's here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to him? I do. Hey, Mr. Sinatra. Jerry wants you to... Take it easy, pal. Don't yell at me. Give me another drink. All right, what do you need there, Dollface? Listen, I just want to say hello because I'm going to play one more of your songs. And oh, are you really? I am, and maybe after the song you could talk about it a, a couple minutes. Anything for you, darling. Thank you, sir. Sinatra, here we go, baby. You're so right. Just feel 
Frankie Baby. That was a beautiful song. The ring-a-ding-ding there, darling. You know, I recorded that back in 1973. It was written by Roger Joyce with lyrics by Victoria Pike, Ted Randazzo. It's actually on my old Blue Eyes is Back album. I did a song with my daughter on that, too, with Nancy. Amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Listen, I'm taking off, sweetheart. The caddy's here. All right, thank you. You're welcome. John. Hey. Man, Frank is like undoing his tie. (laughs) He's he's got another fit of scotch in his hand. Oh, boy. He must have had a good time. He's awesome. Well, I had a great time. (laughs) 
And I can't thank you enough for not just having me, but everything you're doing for all your guests when you have a radio show and you just you let the, you keep the music alive, as does RTR. And you guys are beautiful. We really appreciate it. Well, I want to say my thank yous um, to RTR, to all my listeners, everyone in the chat room. But, but I want to say my thank yous especially to you and Debbie today because... You know, what you guys do with your show, to me, again, is probably one of the most amazing entertainment shows ever because of all the different characters. Um, About how many characters in total do you do? Well, between voices and singing impersonations and actual characters, I'd say we're up and around 30, around 30. There's some that I still haven't even done, like, you know, I, I had I sent you the music for Twilight Zone, that would have been Rod Serling, and, right. you know, other things like and that. I've, but, but I've heard you do him. Yeah, I mean, so there's still more that I do, like, okay. more singing impersonations. Wait, can you so, say something like him real quick? Um, you've just entered another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next step, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I love when you do that. Oh my gosh, Kojak <laughs> is going to want to uh, contact you about maybe having you on to do something for him. I already know that. He wants some of your MP3s. Anytime. Yep. Anytime, I'm flattered. Amazing. And thank you for being there, Kojak and Carol and all the wonderful listeners. We really appreciate the time you took to... Uh, to be part of the program today. So, I want to thank you again, John. Honest to God. John Monforto, everybody. Philadelphia uh, Rocky Impersonator, the official one. The man of thank many you. voices and many faces. Incredible. Incredible. You're the best. Thank you. So, it's only appropriate, based on our relationship and Kenny Jeremiah, we're going to close out today's show with an incredible tribute to this beautiful man, Rest in peace, Kenny. May God have your soul. You know, you're you're in heaven. You know, real quick, he was jumping off of chairs in his... He was like, what, 77, right? Isn't he yeah, like... Okay. Yeah. And he that night, when we were all there with him at his table, he was jumping off of chairs. Yes, he okay? was. Okay? So that was one of the biggest shocks to all of us. Rest in peace. I love you, Kenny. I miss you, brother. We miss you and love you, Kenny Jeremiah. Rest in peace, sweetheart. And we're going to close out with God Bless the USA. Kenny liked to close out a lot of his shows with this as well. So we're honoring you, Kenny, right now. Here you go, everybody. This country is a great country. We're able to laugh. We're free. And we owe the veterans everything. I happen to be a veteran. I'd like to do a song in honor of the veterans. I'm going to try this live, and I'm going to send it out to everyone who served before, after, who's serving now. So for you guys, happy Veterans Day. And for all of us, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the the dedication and the service you've given this country. Stars to be living here today. 
flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Bless you, veterans is right. John, take it away. You know what, Jerry? I don't. I, I don't know if you remember, but the, the last night that we were with Kenny, yes, the last his last performance, I actually sang that song with him. That night, you got up to that sing night. with him. Yep. So. And it's just uh, my goodness. I'm doing that. I'm doing that song now on my shows, and I'm dedicating it to Kenny. Yes. I'm going to do that. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Amen. It sure was. Thank you, John. Thank you. Great tribute, too. Thanks. Okay, rest in peace. Kenny Jeremiah, we love you.